North Africa. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. Khartoum was the first stop with the flying boat. I wasn't too impressed with the city, in fact, very much not so, but my real curiosity about Khartoum is I wanted to see the site of the killing and beheading of Chinese Gordon. Chinese Gordon was a fabulous character. He won his spurs in the Opium Wars when he saved the British and made a great hero of himself. He was enormously popular in England, and the Chinese, of course, had mixed emotions about him because he was part of defeating their scene, but he had a heavily Chinese army, and that's where his name of Chinese Gordon came from. He was a major general, and then he was sent by the British establishment to Khartoum and became the governor general of the uh, Sudan. This was the time of the rise of the Mahdi, who came across in a very strong way, was able to bring together a great number of uh, local inhabitants of the Sudan. And uh, I don't know that one calls them Arabs. I don't think they were Arabs per se, but they were pretty much of the same persuasion the same type of individuals, Muslims, but I don't think they were comparable to the Arabs in the Middle East, quite a different scene. But anyway, the Mahdi rose this enormous army and uh, they cornered uh, Gordon in Khartoum. The British establishment really didn't like Gordon and so there was a lot of hemming and hawing about sending people to rescue him and so forth and so on. And finally, they sent Kitchener, but waited so long that by the time he arrived, just a couple of days beforehand, they had killed Gordon and they beheaded him. This is just another example of government perfidiousness. Uh, So I wanted to see that, uh, so I stayed very little time in Khartoum and went on to Cairo. Quite a different story. When I arrived in Cairo, I went through customs, and at customs I was selected by a a young chap, very good-looking customs officer, who was wearing a fez, and I was sort of admiring his good looks and so forth, and he turned to me. I was wearing my 10-gallon hat, by the way. Why, he turned to me and said, uh, are you admiring my fez? Well, I was really admiring him, but anyway, I said yes. He said, would you like to get one? And I said, yes, I would very much so. So he said, I will take you to where you can get a fez. A fez, for one, one doesn't know, 
was what had been brought in in place of the cloth large turbans that a great number of Middle Easterners wore and the fez was like a hat but had the brim cut off of it. Uh, They were rather good looking in these days of King Farouk's continued rule why the fez was sort of the position that anybody who was anybody in Egypt would wear. So this official said, I will take you, and we left almost immediately. Wasn't waiting until the end of the day or anything like that, and I realized that he had quite a bit of authority. I discovered later that his father was the head of the customs, so he was able to pretty well do what he wanted to do. We went to a Fez store, and I bought my Fez. He said, would you like to see things in Cairo? And I said, yes. So he became, and it wound up to be a couple of days of wonderful sightseeing, I think three is my memory, where we went to the pyramids, we went to some of the tombs, we went to the Sphinx, we went night clubbing, so forth and so on. It was a wonderful time. I had a terrific time. He took me through the British Museum, which is a wonderful scene, and he really made my life in Cairo. He also created a great love in me for Cairo. I've been back there several times since, and I've mentioned to many that I could live in Cairo very happily. I don't know right now whether I could or not, but certainly for many years until just recently, I could have lived there happily. So after this period of time, I wound up closing Africa and taking off for London. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side.